With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you're listening to mile high report radio with your hosts adam malnati and ian st Clair. get involved with the denver broncos conversation at milehighreport.com and now, it's time to get to work. Well, Adam, that was unexpected. <laughs> Surprise! And as we were just talking about, we have no idea how to feel about this. Because the Raiders... Lost to the Giants, so that helps the Broncos. And obviously those listening to this know the Broncos just shellacked the Dallas Cowboys. Like, they took them out to the woodshed and just it was a left them red. Yeah, it was a beating. But now the Chiefs and the Chargers play as we record this, so we won't know what happens as this is an immediate post-game podcast, but... The Broncos could be in the AFC West hunt, not just the playoff hunt. Yeah, and and you're you're absolutely right. The 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 the, the clock hits zero, and I'm I'm excited because I want my team to win. Right, that's the natural fan reaction. But at the same time, and you said this to me before we started recording, we've been here before. This is this is not anything new. In fact, I remember a few years ago when Trevor Simeon, who is in the news because he's playing in in. New Orleans is the Saints quarterback right now. Not right now because they went ahead and lost to the Falcons. But I, I remember watching them beat the Cowboys. They they Apparently, they just beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys haven't beat the Broncos since 95, which, okay, fine, whatever. 
I think that's just more coincidence than anything else. I don't buy too much into that stuff. But at the same time, when when the Broncos beat the Cowboys with Trevor Simeon as a quarterback, we believed they were a playoff team and we thought they were going to – and then it didn't happen, right? And it hasn't happened. And nothing has really come to fruition. And so, like you said, this was a fun game to watch, but it, it left you with a, a strange feeling, at least, at least in my case, of I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if this is good or – obviously wins are good. I know I can hear people, it's always good when your team wins, and I, I get that. And I, I agree with it to a point, but I also – am fully aware of the fact that there has been enough ineptitude this season to make me question even wins at that point. And that, I believe, is a bit of an indictment on this team in general that even when they win a game now, we we tilt our head to the side and, and look at it like a dog looks at a, a, you know at the TV when there's another dog barking at them, unless it's my dog and he just barks at the TV and I got to squirt him with a water bottle. <laughs> I derailed there. I'm going to get in trouble for that. And that's the exact point. I mean, there's obviously two ways this win can go. I, I I will say that it was great to see them look like they did the first three weeks of the season, and against an opponent that is a legitimate Super Bowl contender with a with a quarterback who is a legitimate MVP candidate. I don't know how much that changes after this game. Obviously, it, it may hurt Dak Prescott's MVP candidacy because you can't play like that and then you look at Jacksonville and what the hell happened in that game there is a Josh Allen that showed up but not the one everyone thought but in terms of the Broncos they now head into next week at home against the Eagles and it's the last game before the bye and I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Philadelphia fans in the stands next week but there's a chance that they can head into the bye six and four. It, it just completely changes your outlook on the season. And at the same time, and again, it's the same feeling as, as post, our post game feeling there. It, of course it changes your outlook on the season, but it also brings up that old feeling of we've been here before. This is not a new feeling and I know where this can go. So, you know, as, as far as today's game, it was a lot of fun to watch. Let, let's, you know, let's accept that it was an enjoyable game to watch. The Broncos played really well. The offense was, dare I say, incredible. I mean, how, what did I tell you? 41 rushes for 190 yards. Javante Williams averaged over six yards a carry again. And this time they actually fed the beast. Melvin Gordon scores a touchdown on the, on the ground. This was the type of game we've been begging for for I don't know how many weeks now, and you finally see it in a game where we had we had no expectation of it. It shows you that if if the Broncos will commit to the run like they did against the Cowboys, they can wear teams down. They can win games doing that. And kudos to the offensive line that was I mean, by the end of the game it was they were like grabbing guys out of the stands and saying, Go play on the offensive line for us because of all the injuries. So it, it was a good game in, in that respect. And the defense showed up. So you watch all of that happen, and you know that this can be a team that can win games, but you also know it's a team that can break your heart a little bit as well. 100%. And I, the, thing that, the thing of it is is that it was, it was balanced. It was complimentary football. And I, I think the turning point in the game, without a doubt, the turning point in the game is the blocked field goal that gets beyond the line of scrimmage is touched by the Cowboys, which then immediately goes back to the Broncos since they recovered it. That's a huge break. 
That's a fortunate break. That's a break that hasn't gone the Broncos' way the last six years, and it did in this game. I wonder how the game flips if that blocked punt doesn't move forward and typically goes with blocked punts, what, 95% of the time, and it stays or goes backward instead of forward. I wonder how the game flips because then you get the AT&T Stadium crowd into it that wasn't Broncos fans. Kudos to Broncos country for orange. showing up like that. A lot of did. orange, yep. But I'm curious how the game flips if they don't get that break. But it's great that we don't have to contemplate that because they then have a huge a, a, a drive that eats clock and keeps the Cowboys on the sideline. And at that point, the game was sealed. I, I, I mean, it was just it was an impressive effort not just from the players, but from the coaching staff too. And in terms of our game balls, we give them out after the game is over at Mile High Report as a staff. And I gave mine to Vic Fangio. This, I mean, no one, no one thought this was going to happen. The Broncos were a nine and a half to a 10 point favorite. No one thought this was going to happen. Maybe some people bet the spread because they didn't think that the Cowboys boys would cover the nine and a half to 10. I, I totally get that, but an outright shellacking win by the Broncos, no way. So kudos to Vic Fangio for having his team prepared one, two, Pat Shermer actually having a somewhat awesome play calling effort. And then to the players for Garrett Bowles is out. Then they lose the backup left tackle. So the third string left tackle comes in. You have uh, Meniers come in to replace Graham Glasgow. Didn't miss a beat. I mean, it just, it all worked out swimmingly for the Broncos on Sunday. Yeah, it really did. And and it's funny because I, I know that you mentioned, uh, you know, just the fact that the coaching staff was able to get their team prepared. Not only on top of some of the, you know, just the, the bad play that's been going on, but then on you add in the Von Miller trade, which had to impact that locker room in some way. Maybe, maybe that is going to serve as a, it's one of those galvanizing moments where the team comes together and says, we lost our leader. We've got to find a new way around it. We've got to find a new way to do these things. But the other thing that it, it sort of reminds me of is this is clearly a bit of a trap game. And I have no doubt in my mind that the Cowboys as players and as a, as a team in general, just uh, they, they looked at the Broncos as even though they are, uh, you know, coming in at four and four, who have they beat, right? The, the Washington football team. I mean, that was that and that game was didn't even feel like a win. So it, it definitely it felt like a trap game. And from my perspective, that doesn't mean that the Broncos didn't earn the win and that they didn't show up. But you could tell that the, the Cowboys get sort of kicked in the mouth a little bit and all of a sudden they're they're shell-shocked for a little while and you're right that blocked punt goes the other way and the the tenor of the game shifts and I think maybe the Cowboys can recover that's that's the point that I, I think is important to make here is that with that play the game doesn't shift momentum wise and allows the Broncos to continue to build there and and they do and and Pat Shermer does a good job of sticking with the run and recognizing that it was working and you didn't have any huge huge gaffes on special teams, which is something we've grown accustomed to. You uh, have guys like Tim Patrick who just continue to be a stud week in and week out. I mean, that catch on that touchdown pass was such a pretty catch, and the whole that whole play was so pretty and and well done. 
by both Teddy Bridgewater and uh, and Tim Patrick. I loved uh, Joe Roll's tweet about uh, <laughs> how Teddy Bridgewater checked down to Tim Patrick for a 44-yard touchdown pass. Like, I thought that was pretty funny because um, he does get called out for the checkdowns, and, and they do a lot of it. And he is Teddy checkdown. I'm fine with that. But every once in a while when he airs it out, you know it's going to be uh, something that he can do. He proves that he can do it often. So it was a fun game to watch. And, and again, I keep going back to, you know, this idea of, okay, but it was fun, but now how am I supposed to feel about it? And I think for now, the, the best thing we can do is feel good about it. And the defense showed up. The defense didn't allow the Cowboys to really do all that much. This was one of those moments where the, what is it, the, the number two defense in the league versus the scoring defense versus the number three scoring offense, or maybe I have those reversed, I don't know. I think you're right. The defense showed up. The defense did their job. I didn't like the garbage time stuff. I didn't like the fact that they gave up 16 points in the end because they were playing so far off. I would have liked for them to have have really, you know, give up one score. That and that would have been fine. But two scores there and two two point conversions, I I did not like that. And and partly because uh the guy who my my son is playing uh, against in fantasy football had uh Dak Prescott going and he ended up with more points than he should have. The thing that this game does on top of the good feelings and and all that it gives there there's a now a path for the Broncos to have success. They've seen against a great football team what they can do and how they can do it to win games. Now it's just a matter of will the coaches continue to do it? Because that's the biggest question mark. That's the biggest thing that I have right now is is Vic Fangio and this coaching staff actually going to continue down this path? Will they look at what they did, keep doing it, and find ways to expand on it and make it even better, or are they going to revert back to what they are? That's the biggest question right now. And they're going to be going against the Eagles at home right before the bye. That is going to be a key moment and a key in this season to define what the Broncos are. Are they legitimate playoff contenders? Are they legitimate AFC West contenders? Or was this game against the Cowboys an anomaly? That's the thing that I'm looking at going forward. That, and I'm looking for angry runs on uh, Good Morning Football for Javante Williams. Oh, my God. He is so fun to watch. Like, some of those runs where he just keeps going. I mean, it's like watching a modern-day Earl Campbell. Kinda, you know who my, my you know, I told you I was watching the game with my old man because my my folks are in town, and uh, he said he reminds him of Terrell Davis, but not in the way that you would think. the The thing about Terrell Davis that he was sort of pointing out, and it's something that I've always said, Terrell Davis had a the ability to when he got hit, his his momentum always was forward. So no matter what, he was always falling forward. And Javante Williams, at least in that respect, he's always going forward. Now. He's going forward in more of an Earl Campbell way. I think you're absolutely right on that, but it is still forward, and that to me is is a huge, uh, it's a huge help in not having to constantly be hit. You get hit behind the line of scrimmage and you fall forward, you're not losing yards there. He's 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 special. That kid is special. He really is, and he got his first 100 yard uh, rushing game of his career. And if you can control the clock the way the Broncos did. And here's the other thing that we did that we haven't talked about yet. They scored touchdowns. They didn't kick field goals. They scored touchdowns. You score 27 points or 30, 
you're going to win games with this defense, even without Von Miller. Now they're going to get Bradley Chubb back. Hopefully they get Malik Reed back. So you're getting your two best edge players on top of how Jonathan Cooper played, who looked fantastic. Glad you mentioned him. So keep that in mind, too. So there, there's a lot to get excited about. But what, as Broncos fans, we're like, we have the last five years in our head, and we're like, yeah. No, no. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.